Good pineapple. What's going on, XEFL? We are back at you on this wonderful Saturday night um, with a Hit Stick podcast. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? We got JMO, we got Van, we got Pride. What's going on, fellas? What's going on, guys? What's going what on? <laughs> oh, man, it's been a little while. I think this is the first one we've done since the draft show. So we are well into, you know, holiday season was over. Didn't really affect our pace that much. Um, and we are all the way into, what, week 11 as of like an hour ago. And uh, it's much of the same with the entire cycle. Chaos everywhere. The standings, the, you know, it's just absolutely wild, this cycle. Um, <clears throat> let's actually start with that topic, guys. We have like four or five topics we're going to get into. Um, but we'll start there. I know it's out of order on your guys' stuff, but the standings breakdown kind of playoff picture, kind of talking about the overall, like I said, chaos that is the XEFL standings. Um, Van, let's start with you because that was what your topic idea was literally the word just chaos. So um, <laughs> what – I mean, you can talk about this season. You can talk about this cycle. What, what, what's going on, man? What, what is up with the, the ever-changing standings where good players stink and stinky players are good and all this stuff right now? Van? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, there you yep. go. Go ahead. So the first thing that jumped off the page of me was anybody can beat anybody. And, and I know we always like to say that about parody and everything, but and I, I don't know. I I got booted as Survivor in week one this year. So We all did, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I love to see some of these guys having success that haven't. I love the fact that anybody can beat anybody. Um, but it, it's insane. I've never seen anything like it. I don't. I don't know who's going to crawl out and who's going to stay, to be honest. I mean, I didn't think your division, Nick, I've never seen a festival like that. That's insane to me. Dude, Grizz, Grizz has six wins on the entire cycle, the first two seasons, and then he has eight this season. So he has more this season than he does his first two seasons. And, um, and look, look at his passes. <clears throat> yeah, he's lighting it up. Um, like, he has 37 touchdown passes, eight INTs. You know, it, it's crazy. I'll say something real quick, but like, you know, Wings is at the top of the AFC, Jack's at the top of the NFC, but then like, it does get crazy. We're like, you know, tr like Pride, for instance, me, I'm going to use me and you as examples because traditionally I want to say me and you win, you know, 12 to 13 games a season. You know, it's, it's 12 and 12 and four, 13 and three, you know, occasionally 11 and five. And this cycle, it, you know, it doesn't seem to be that way. You know, yeah. you're six, you're six and four, I'm five and four. Um, what, what's going on? What's your take on this cycle so far? It, it's obvious what I lean on. Like I lean on the run game and I know we're going to get into like, um, you know, just gameplay stuff. And yeah. it's just for me, it's, that's what's affected me the most. And I can't, I know we talked about like Van mentioned, you know, he needed a break. Mm -hmm. Yeah. These last couple of games, I just, I just <clears throat> want to throw my controller through the goddamn TV. Just, I just, yeah. the inconsistency <clears throat> With it, and I, I haven't been able to adapt. Yeah. I haven't been able to adapt to it. That's you, good... uh, well, you say that, but I think you just when I played you, you ran for like 180 on me. Uh, <laughs> but you, uh, I lean on it so much though. Yeah, and and I think the one of the bigger things, um, <clears throat> you're under center a lot, and I feel like it's with the insta sheds and the way that kind of goes, it's harder to get passes off that aren't affected when you're taking your your true five-step drop out of under center plays. Um, I don't know. You have, you've only been sacked 17 times, but I don't know about hit out of sacks or whatever that is too, just because I don't know. Jamo, let's get to you before we, before we circle back here. But what, uh, what do you think is going on or what's your outlook so far? Yeah. I mean, I think it's wild. Um, I, I know we have another topic later with the momentum and stuff, but yeah, um, I, we just see, so we see some crazy stuff. And I think, like, if you look at the standings, the teams that are at the top, they, they don't – like, sometimes you, you have a couple bad plays and it gets in your head and then you just screw up the whole game, quite honestly. Okay, I can't you can hear blame you. The game I can hear him. I can hear him. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Keep going, j Keep going, j uh, He was talking over me earlier, too. I'm like, damn, man. What are you doing? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's just tough to uh, overcome that. Um, oh man, I lost my spot here. 
You uh, a couple play- yeah, you said a couple plays here or there. Yeah, you have a couple that, plays yeah. that you blame the game, but like you, really what happens is you have a couple bad plays, everyone does, and then you just let it get in your head and you 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 don't overcome it. It's not really a Madden. Like you screw up as you try to overcompensate, you know? Yeah. That, um, yeah and the good man, the good users don't do that. So they're at the top and that's that's the way it is. Man just popped out. I'm gonna think he's gonna try to figure that out. But that is, you know, he mentioned We've all, I mean, I've always said, and like, I know, you know, guys I've talked to about it, have always said, you know, we, we want parody in the XCFL and like the first couple of seasons you get the parody and then it goes right back to like the same guys winning the division, everything kind of gets right back in it. And that's, everyone's always like, oh, season one or two are so fun. Everyone's figuring it out. But like we're in season three and it's the most, you know, more chaotic than it was in season one. And so as much as it is, it is fun to see. Um, you do want some type of consistency with what's going on on the field. Um, you don't. I, I don't need need consistency with like the standings every year, obviously. But I do. I love. I love seeing other people win and have good seasons. So that's always fun. But just hope everyone can, uh, you know, fight through, push through it, um, and uh, we can, uh, you know, keep, you know, keep keep all thirty two users here, um, and no one gets too frustrated. You know. Um, well, let's let's jump into that because you brought it up. Um, the momentum once again will go a little out of order here, but it's it's been a huge topic of conversation inside of our uh, inside of the Discord chat. Um, do we think it actually does anything, or or is it is it just that you know that it shakes your screen a little bit and you start freaking out because you just threw a pick six and you know whatever and you do it again and again and again. Is it real? Does it have a huge effect, a minor effect? Pride, let's start with you. What, what's your take on the momentum bar? I think I, th- I definitely think it, it is. It definitely plays a mind game, especially that 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 <clears throat> meter, that meter lights up and it starts. Yeah, it. that that it, it looks like a disco, you know, strobe. <laughs> you just focus on it, and then you know your guy has you got overthrows or or your your pulling guard misses block, and the easiest thing to, to like blame is that damn meter. Um, yeah, so it, 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 I think it well because I played you know Derek Henry and uh, oh, yeah. Drew, and then when that meter lit up, you know, and he had improved run blocking, dude, I was done. I, I couldn't stop him before, and then when you have that that meter lit up, I told myself and I convinced myself that there's no way I'm stopping him now. Yeah, that it, you know, certain certain ones do uh, seem to be more effective and give a, a bigger advantage. Um, because you have seen it, um, <clears throat> quarterback sailing passes, or um, you know, I, I don't know. I, the biggest one for me is fumbles, and the meter gets against you, and your team's dropping the football over the place. Which who knows if it's if it's a result of the meter. Jamo, what about you? Um, you? You touched on it earlier, but what's your take on the meter? Uh, well, Van, can you hear me? <laughs> yes, sir. And I, I rebooted. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I honestly don't think it does. I, I think there's a couple of them that that do i mean like the swaying one obviously can get annoying or when you can't see your receiver routes, especially like audibles and stuff like that that could be annoying but i honestly don't i don't think it really does anything i think it's more like we always play this madden and talk about last maddens like they were so much better but i mean if you really think about it some like in, in old maddens we'd have the same thing where sometimes the game just went 100 percent against you and had nothing like momentum wasn't there what they call it, like DDRM or whatever people yeah. think about. Um, I I honestly think it's just it's the same as it's always been in in that regard, uh, just with a couple new things that are visual impacting more so than anything. I do think I do think it it causes people to force things a little bit more. Where like you throw a pick six and then you come out and you're like, oh man, he's got momentum. I need to get it back. And with how the DBs are now, like. You can't oh, do that. A mental like, game for sure. Like yeah. it's a mental thing. I don't think it impacts the actual game nearly as much as it's perceived to be, though. Certain ones are interesting, though. The where it shows a primary route, like mm-hmm. seeing That's the primary route, one, yeah. seeing the primary route in the play can t- basically tell you the rest of the play. Like if you see a tight formation, then like the primary route's the corner route. You're like, okay, obviously this is going to be a drag. This is going to be this, or like it tells you a lot. Man, what about you, man? What uh, what's your take on the meter? Well, so I don't like some of the things that it actually activates. The wrong play thing is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know, I I don't like that at all. Uh, I had that happen to me against Wings a couple of times. I think maybe it could be one of those things like the staffing tree where it was pre-built in a Madden anyway, and all they did was bring it up front. 
Yeah, put it I, and, and I think, put a little. I think I agree with you there. And they kind yeah, of personalized so, I mean, it for each team a yeah. little bit. Because we know they're not going to go in and make a whole new momentum system for that game when they no. can't do mm-hmm. a coaching tree properly. And we know that they didn't spend time on it. So probably just brought it forward from the behind the green curtain. Because I do, I mean, on that league crawler show, I was on, we talked about this, and I, I think it is an awesome feature. Um, I think the momentum swings way too much. Like, we all know football – and you know when a big play happens when the momentum bar should swing. But, like, if a team drives on the field and scores a touchdown on the first play of the game, the bar shouldn't all of a sudden be full. Like, it's like, wait, that was a, a three-minute drive that they, you know, it was a six-play, three-minute drive, and they scored a touchdown. Why do they have full momentum in my stadium? You know, like, give, give me a chance to respond, and if then they get a stop, okay, maybe move it a little bit. But it just is so drastic with how it works. Yeah, I think yeah. they got a little too ambitious with yeah. with this new system. You know, just keep it simple. Have everyone have this. You know, everyone. You know, everyone's affected the same thing. Maybe like a hot yeah. route doesn't work. You know, because the, the you know the the stadium noise is too loud. Um, yeah. you know, the player runs the wrong route. You know, everyone affected by that. Not this. Not everyone having the, a unique. You know, yeah. um, <clears throat> like a unique advantage. Just, just, just. They should have just kept it simple. Well, today, what happened in my game against, uh, my game against uh, Smitty, he went for it on fourth down and he didn't get it. I ran him out of bounds at the three, and the momentum bar didn't change. It only changes at a turnover. I mean, yeah, see, that should be if huge. I stop you on fourth yeah. yeah. When I stop you in four, on fourth down, that should affect momentum to a degree. Well, and like, that's the, it's a lot of it's ran, like, you know, each game you have your home field one, but then you have like each team has two random ones. So one game, you know, you might get like where your offensive line blocks worse or your defensive line, you know, sheds more, whatever the ones are, you know, <clears throat> or, you know, your receivers drop more passes, whatever it is. I don't know. I just, I would like pride that some type of consistency where everyone's kind of going through the same type of thing. Maybe um, I'm all, I'm okay with like a customized home field one, but, I just think you should get the option to turn stuff off. Any feature they add, they should include it in settings and you can turn it on and off or yeah. change it, exactly. you know, like, you know, something. Um, I don't know. Cause I do like, I do like momentum playing a role and we've always wanted home field to matter like throughout the playoffs <laughs> or, you know, whatever, but <clears throat> they could just do it a different, a little different way or not as drastic, I think. But who knows, you know, that's and, just. And, and it not resetting at halftime is just stupid. Yeah. Yeah, that's, no, so that's brutal. Twenty uh, minute, twenty minute, twenty minute layoff, <laughs> layoff, and the, the momentum stays stupid. Which I I think That's, once again um, utilizing they need to utilize how they have the arcade game mode, the sim game mode, and the competition game mode, and yeah, the momentum bar totally. should be affected by that. You know, like in a sim, yes. give us a different momentum bar than the arcade guys have. You know, they want to get on there and have all the goofy stuff happen. You know, let that happen. But in ours, man, it needs to be a little different. You know, I don't know. They need okay, to segregate those three. Oh, yeah. Dude, that, that that is one of the biggest issues. That they built those three game modes, and it's literally the exact same, except quarterbacks fumble more on one of them, and injuries happen less. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. the dumbest sliders. thing. It's, it's yeah. literally just sliders. <laughs> yeah, it's the dumbest thing, and I just don't understand why they're, they're, I put those three modes in. A lazy bunch of cocks there. That's, that's yeah, it. man. That's just it's wild that like. <laughs> Cause that could, I thought that was gonna be like game changing for us for everybody, and then it didn't do anything. So <laughs> I don't know, and I don't know. I I was reading in one of the the commish chats I'm in. So quarterbacks not only they take out their you know scenario development scenarios or breakout scenarios, whatever they're called. Um, quarterbacks yeah. cannot get hurt you know you you won't see a quarterback get hurt and they cannot suffer practice injuries i just saw this like an hour ago i was gonna wow. post it tomorrow morning so like hmm. i don't know i just look i don't know if it's by design or if it's nope. broken like you know i don't know so i don't know no, let's no go ahead and move on here <clears throat> yeah it's, no, we've it's, never it's had not that yeah it's yeah. odd so I don't know. At first, somebody was like, "Yeah, it's only if you have three quarterbacks on your roster that your quarterback that your quarterback gets hurt." And I was like, "I don't know. We haven't I've, seen any, and we have a lot of guys with three. So I've heard that before too. I don't know. Damn. Yeah. All right. Let's yeah. Let's go ahead and move on here. JMO brought up some uh, some some season one 
trades. This is just from season one before we kicked off and then into season one before the trade deadline. Um, just to highlight, we're going to go over some, pick the winners and losers of each trade. Um, Jamo, do you want to go ahead and break down the first trade here? Yeah. Oh, this, um, could be, this is my favorite one. Yeah. Oh, this, uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. So a lot of the real big ones ended up after season one, like after the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. So this is just the ones that, like, right off the get go into the, the trade deadline. But this is probably one of the bigger ones that we saw. Um, and it was uh, Seattle and Baltimore. Uh, Seattle sending or Seattle getting Mark Andrews, Anthony Averett, a cornerback, and Devin Duvernay, a wide receiver. Baltimore getting in return for the Mark Andrews Hall, a uh, future cornerback or future one, which turned into uh, Regan's Kenny Davis. I think that was, was the number five. Four, yeah, number five overall pick. Yeah, just five. And then uh, a current second. So the first draft, which is Darrell Sharper, um, who is a super, I think he was a, a wheel oh, spin safety, yeah. um, but he moved him to cornerback after the fact. Um, so that was a pretty big one. I mean, it basically was Seattle getting Mark Andrews because Kenny Aver or Anthony Averett is now on the Falcons and Duvernay, and he got traded over to the Titans. So it's really just Mark Andrews is the only one left, um, and he gave up a, a top five pick and then uh, a wheel spin guy falling to the second, which was pretty surprising. Like, I was very vocal about this on when it happened, and Bracket and Glock both yelled at me saying I didn't know what I was talking about, my own business, whatever. Um, but I will say, this was a horrible trade for Glock, man. You traded a top five pick that in that draft, you tried to trade back into the top three or to three to six range like 15 different times. You could have just kept your first and had that pick drafted your quarterback, whatever. But I will be nice and say, Mark Andrews is having a massive cycle for him. It's just not producing wins like he needed it to to keep his pick out of the top five. Uh, Pride, what about you? you? You with me? Yeah, and and was this trade done before this? You know, before we kicked off game. Yeah. Like, yep. And this is, and th- I'm, I'm guilty of this because I went after Albert O. But you, we we all we all had an expectation going off last cycle, and once and once we had our teams, you know, I started. We I think we all everyone identified a need and. This and I think this he was a very premature in this move here. Thinking that Mark Andrews, you know, granted he's a great player, I would love to have him. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of those things where you kind of had a sl- you should have probably slow played it, and he really overplayed his hand, considering what the picks were. Mm-hmm. And then, and then very, we find out true. what these tight, what these you know these man generated yeah. tight ends are. You know, they're pretty they're pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with you there. He, I think he was just so, like you said, last cycle he had that tight end he drafted towards the end of the cycle. So he was like, okay, I need a tight end to be successful because that's when I was getting all my wins towards the end of the cycle. Mm-hmm. And so he went right out and went for it. And the Baltimore Ravens are his favorite team. So I definitely think he paid a little bit extra for that. Oh, the premium, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just, look knowing Glock's, you know, not not to be rude, but his winning loss percentage in the XFL, I, wouldn't, I would not have traded my future first. For, for Mark Andrews. Van, what about you? <laughs> well, you know, the fact that they told you to mind your own business, you don't know what you're fucking talking about or whatever. Um, and then trying true. to trade back. Oh, but tr- <laughs> trying to trade back to the top five just says it right there. Then, you know what I mean? If if you wanted to try to desperately move into the top five, so bad, you should have just kept your pick. Yeah. And I, and I, I know that, you know, do as, do as I say, don't as I do or whatever. Like, Whatever the fuck that means. The the thing is, is I don't like to trade. I don't like to trade early in a cycle, but I still do, and I do believe I do agree with what Pride said. You know, it's it's nice to see, um, you know, what the players that what the draft classes look like, what the values are, because at yeah. that point, that early, you just you're blind. When it, it was so many changes this cycle with XP and regression and like ever like so many different factors. Um, no one knew what to expect. You know, we're all we're all kind of going year by year, and the cap situations being absolute shit shows to start the cycle too. Like everyone's just trying to right. to navigate as best they can. So yeah, slow playing it must it might have been a better play. Um, well, let's go ahead and move on to the second one. Um, Damo, you got it for me, <clears throat> or do you need me? To yeah, hold up. Yep. Um, just one Please. last thing on that. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, had he kept that pick, he would have had the second quarterback. Um, because Springs went to Detroit, yeah. and Denzel Rice went at six. So 
yep. in hindsight, that that really hurts because he hates the quarterback he ended up getting at eight. Yeah, hey, he didn't even that, play so. him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the next one is actually a van special. Oh um, yeah. And also a Glock housemate. So um, we had the Cardinals. <laughs> the Cardinals oh, no. sent a current one, which turned into which en- ended up being pick thirty one. Um, it was uh, yeah. Elijah Yancey, um, halfback for the Browns, um, who's accumulated 494 yards and two touchdowns. And yeah, yeah, we'll get to him. He's a beast, though. Let's we'll get to him after this. Oh, I do love this. Yeah, he, he does look nice on the yeah. player card. Um, Van also got a current two, which was traded away. So I didn't I didn't even track that down. Um, he's <laughs> uh, and then he also uh, bracket also traded away Tay Gowan, who was a cornerback, um, who was actually back on Arizona already. <laughs> um, oh my god! And the, the Browns sent uh, Greedy Williams, um, who was a stud. He's a big, big cornerback. Uh, he's got eighteen picks on the uh, on the cycle so far. So pretty much what it comes down to is whatever that current two that was traded away by Van. Van was really hammering away on trades in the beginning. Um, and uh, this, he got that current two, it. whatever that Oof. was. Dude, this is interesting, though, because if I, I like looking at it when it happened, I was like, dude, this is a good trade because <laughs> I figure Bra- Brackett's not going to be the 31st overall pick. Right. And, you know, Greedy Williams, you, you, he had a loaded secondary. He brought in Stefan Gilmore a little bit late. Like, that, that was a great move for Van. Um, you know, and how's Van yeah, supposed to know yeah. Greedy gets the mentor thing where he gets like plus eleven man in the two weeks or something? You know, like right. <laughs> yeah. But that running back Van has when he does get rid of or stop using Nick Chubb, um, Yancey's ninety five speed, like ninety two excel, six feet tall, so he probably has the cool juke. Um, eighty eight, like he's a beast. So like <clears throat> when Van does decide, you know, Nick Chubb's not his guy. Yancey's he's only twenty three still, so. He could be a monster. <clears throat> ben, do you want to decide? Do you know, pick your pick your argument here? You, you taking you or bracket in this oh, one? No, you hit the nail on the head. Um, like when I traded it, I thought I had a loaded secondary. Didn't know about Gilmore, but I thought you know what? Um, I just need kind of a nickel guy that can fit in there for a season. And bracket's going to give me maybe a fifteen to a seventeen. I'm going to get a two for it. So when I looked at it, I got. One and a two for a cornerback at the time who was like 76, 77 overall. It looked yeah. good on paper. just didn't work out. Who would have known that the dude went all ape shit on me and went to the Super Bowl? Uh, <laughs> it, it's just bad luck on my part. It looks a lot worse than it is. At the time, I thought I knew what I was doing. So that's why I haven't traded much since. I'm a little gun shy. <laughs> but having two first-round picks in that first draft is always fun, you know? So, like... You set yourself up for a nice spot. Bracket just went for it, man. <laughs> like, Pride, what's what your take hell? on this trade? <laughs> yeah, this is – it's unfortunately very, very unlucky trade in the end. Because, yeah. Um, like like you guys said, who, who knew Bracket would have done it? But looking at it now, it's – I, I – I, looking at it now, it's very unfair to criticize Van, but I just can't believe you, he would spend a first-round pick on a running back with Chubb and Hunt. And that's true. Just, yeah. And just Madden running backs. You can just, just, just don't, don't trade for run. Don't trade for them. Don't sound to a big deal. Even though I'm probably going to resign um, ETN to a big deal, but um, yeah, it just, and, and those young corners, I mean, I, that's my thing. I want three young corners because I started that last cycle. Um, yep. And the reason why I picked Jackson because they had CJ Henderson at the time too. Um, but yeah, it's just, it just it, pretty much it's a running back for a corner and, I value cornerback just way more than a running back. Yeah, there wasn't yeah, a ton left that I really liked at that 31. Um, yeah, I'm sure there was a lot better than the running back I picked for need for sure. I get that. End, I mean, we talk about every time. End of the first round is absolutely brutal because you're either taking a position you don't want to take or you're reaching for a position you want to take, you know? And, like, <clears throat> it's just a tough spot to be. But Green, yeah, that I'm looking a, at Green Williams. He, he's a beast, but. Yeah, and 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 then later trading for Stokes. I mean, it's just one of those things where where he kind of tried to course correct, but he would have kept Greedy Williams. You know, he wouldn't have, yeah. wouldn't have to trade that. And it's just one of those things where hindsight. So I mean, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, Van, I mean, Van's secondary is good. it's really good. Yeah, 
that's why I ran on on Van. I did not want to pass on that secondary at all, especially with, especially with Gilmore at safety. I found out in the middle of the game when he picked me off. Like, what oh, the hell is he doing out there? All enough, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Like, what the hell is he doing out there? Dude, yeah, yeah. You Newsom, Denzel Ward, and Stokes all all ninety five speed. Oh man, yeah, that's oh, a, that's pretty nasty. Super young, yeah. Um, Gilmore's yeah, a free agent this nice year. Spot. Oh boy, you might get yourself yeah. a comp pick. Um, new, new safety <laughs> point. All right, this this next one is uh, a super interesting one involving Van again. Um, when this one went down, this was the the Panthers and the Browns trade where it was. Uh, Baker Mayfield for Brian Burns, Sam Darnold, and Stephon Gilmore. Um, Shame, we'll start with you. But when this one happened, we were all like, "Brian, what are you doing, dude? Like, why would why do you take the Panthers if you just get rid of their two best players?" Yeah, that that was extremely surprising because uh, Brian Burns is like the ultimate building block, and then he dude. ended up trading for Zizo Jalari later on for me, but. Uh, Brian Burns Gilmore was a gift. Like he was yeah. not even on that team when he got like he just yeah. got a superstar stud cornerback. He whips him out. Uh, Donald sucked. I think so. Yeah. That part he's on Vegas now. Van just let him go to free agency, and so that's the third person that's had their hands on him that couldn't <laughs> get anything out of it. So that that part is fine. I think for Van, I mean, he gets out of the the Baker Mayfield fat contract. Um, yep. which real Cle- NFL Cleveland wishes they probably could make this deal. And he gets a, just a stud uh, edge rusher. He gets Gilmore, who he can do, you know, slot slot corner, sub safety, whatever. Um, Basically that, replace, replace Greedy Williams at the time, because this was right after yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. What it does work out. But, yeah, that's, yeah, because I, I like to move. Like, if I'm Brian, I would have probably tried to flip Gilmore right away, too. Um, especially after the C.J. Henderson stuff happened, and all of a sudden you're sitting there with like some stud corners. I'd try to flip Gilmore to somebody, but I don't know. <clears throat> you could have probably flipped Gilmore for a different quarterback, and at least you know started. I don't know, or Gilmore in a pick. I, I'd have probably kept Brian Burns. Um, I mean, you could have just done yeah. Burns and Darnold for Baker, and just called it a yeah. day right there. You know? Yeah, because even Van. I, I think I was talking to Van during it, and. I was like, oh, my God, he's giving up that much. And Van's like, yeah, he offered it to me. And then, like, we're just sitting there. I was like, what? I mean, whatever. Like, <laughs> go for it. And you, yeah, can't, that was like, you, know, you can't decline that. Like, yeah. Oh, I did. Burns have- has always been a. Right. Yeah, he's always. Burns has always been a piece that Brian dangles out there. And last yeah. year, I mean, we were probably 99% of the way in him getting Kyler, and I was getting. I think I was getting Dante Jackson, Brian Burns, and a first for Kyler. And I, I, maybe I just maybe just doesn't like Burns or just wants I don't know, just wants his own project. I, yeah. I'm not I'm not sure what his 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 indifference is with Burns. Last season he built Rashawn Gary. He's almost the same kind of player, right? I don't yeah, know why he doesn't. Burns at ninety and ninety four Excel with Burns is just well, like, he's at ninety. I mean, he's, he's at ninety. Shed or something, right? I mean, sorry, finesse move or something. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys that you you know, like especially out of the box. He was like what twenty two years old uh, or twenty three years old, and at the time, I get it. Getting your quarterback for the cycle, a guy like Brian, um, you can you know draft one in the second round or third round, and you can build him into whatever he wants to if you really wanted to. Um, just with the way he he passes the football. So I don't, I don't know, but everyone likes, everyone has different things they like to do. And he always goes out and tries to get a real quarterback. <clears throat> I'm sure because you guys had talked, he wanted Trevor Lawrence, but you couldn't trade him because he was a real life rookie. Yeah. And he, yeah. you know, racket wasn't going to give up Kyler this, at the start of the cycle. Yeah. And, and, um, and I don't use Lawrence, you know, Lawrence, he's very mobile. So, I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't really maximize Lawrence, you know, Lawrence's skill set. So, I mean, that's why I was, I was open to the, to the idea. Especially with what I was going to get in, in return, it would have been it would have been dumb for me to not even consider. Yeah, it. But, yep. but especially because you've done your your Skittles Sanchez or whatever his freaking name was. You did Brent that Holmes. whole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did that whole thing. So <laughs> you're ready for whatever quarterback would go your way. I'm ready uh, for Skittles just... next. <laughs> yeah. But right. I think Brian. Uh, what's Brian... next one? Go ahead, go ahead man. I... I think Brian needs a good quarterback. He's a lot like me that way. Um, 
he he always has anyway. He's always had to go out and get his quarterback right at the beginning. And I think I've done the same for the last three. So I, I, I'm I can feel why he did that. I do think the big thing, Baker is like out of the box is like the third highest throw power in the game, you know, behind like Josh Allen, Stafford and Mahomes maybe <clears throat> third or fourth. So like you know, if if you know, he, and Brian always the throw power matters to him, so it makes sense he went out and got him. Um, let's hit these last two, Jamo. What's the next one we got on there? Uh, next one is actually quite the blockbuster. Um, it was uh, the Cowboys sending their current one to the Lions. Uh, their current one in CD Lamb. Oh, that's um, but then that <laughs> one to the Lions. The Lions actually used that trade, used that one, and traded it for uh, Denell Hunter. So it ended up being yeah. Denell Hunter and CeeDee Lamb, basically. Um, and this... then the Cowboys got Tyrell Williams and uh, I think it was Anthony Williams, the safety. Yeah, this, yeah, that was the sixth overall pick or whatever, yep. or fifth or whatever. That was an interesting one because I had two firsts, and it was mine and Brap's. <clears throat> and he had two first, and it was his and the Rams. And we were just going to swap one, and I let him pick any of them. I was like, you either give me yours or Rams, and then you can either take, you know, I didn't care. <clears throat> and he said, there's no way I'm giving you mine. Mine's going to be too good, so I'll give you the Rams. And I was like, okay. And I was like, you want mine or perhaps? And he, <clears throat> I don't even remember which one he chose. But he, you know, so I let him pick because I figured they were all going to be kind of, this, you know, the two he had and the two I had would be all the same. And then he ended up winning like five of his last six games to to have his pick be way worse than the Rams. You know, I got the better one in that deal. Um, and I will say Tyra Williams dominated that first season for me. But uh, <clears throat> that was interesting because he's really UCD Lamb. I think he had like eighty-seven catches last year for him. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you get? What do you think about this trade, Pride? Um, knowing you, okay, I would not target any receiver from you because you're just going to flip it. You're, you're, just, you're just a wide receiver factory. So don't even guys, everyone don't even, don't even talk to, don't talk to Nick about his wide receivers. Please don't. He's just going to replace them with someone better, someone younger. Um, so yeah, so good, Nick, good job there, buddy. <laughs> ben, what about you? <laughs> um, I can't, I can't argue with Sparty's team building. I kind of like, like what he does after being in his division last year. Um, I, I think CD Lamb's age is um, a benefit. He's a great route runner. Um, then he got yep. Daniel. I mean, and we've seen what he does with Daniel Hunter. I mean, the guy's a nightmare. So I, I think it worked out. That yeah, was what yeah. that was big because he, he got Daniel Hunter for relatively cheap, I think. Because Hey Bob was like, I can't rush the passer, I'm trading him away. It doesn't matter if he's good or like I have a bad guy. And Hunter dominated last cycle with Sparty. He's kind of doing it again this cycle. Yeah, so I, I think he knew what he was doing. It sounded pretty calculated, and it looks like it now. That's what, what was the trait? Was it just the pick for Hunter? Because if that was... That, that's I can't... I yeah. have to look that up. I think there was more yeah. pieces to it, but that was the main the main stuff involved in that. Yeah, but then good for Sparty to flip that, man. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, he got two studs, so I mean that that was a win on both yeah, sides. Totally. Like, yeah. that, he knows what he's doing. He's a great team. <clears throat> and and I'm not trying to disparage this party in any way. I, yeah, it's, he, you know, he did he did he his return was phenomenal. Oh yeah, with what he can do with them. Yep. Yeah, and then it was one, and two. one and a two for Hunter. Yeah, see, that's still, a great deal I because mean, Hunter was only oh, 25. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And these are these are all trades that happened during the before during the season. So like Yeah. yeah like you were saying explaining which picks he's choosing yeah. from. Yeah, it was really early on. So um he got a lot of run with them. Um, um but yeah, you actually mentioned the Jets pick. That was another one I had with uh Vander Ash. But that was all those picks got traded so many times I just gave up. Oh yeah, that's right. That was I had a I had I was about to accept a second and a third for Vanderash, and then oh. Brap came in my DMs and was like, uh, "Current one," and I was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, let's do that." And uh, I forgot I even had Vanderash on my team. That was wow. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Uh, what did you get for <laughs> yeah. Parsons? What'd you get for Parsons? That Parsons deal, I wish that was on here. That was that was wild. <laughs> that, was a big one. that would have been that'll be a good one to do next Dude, time. 
I wish I wish I could just post mine and Airby's uh, like hour long trade negotiation, but because it went from me basically saying like, "Yeah, we are so far off, we're not. We can just end this conversation." To him <laughs> responding with a trade offer, and I was like, "Whoa, I think I win this one." And like, I couldn't believe it because of where he was, and then all of a sudden, what he offered, I was like, "Yeah, oh. let's let's do that." But that was I, that should be a thirty for thirty. Um, but. <laughs> Let's go move on to the the last one here, uh, the Raiders and the Seahawks. Is it? Yep. Yep. So the <clears throat> Raiders sent a current second to Seattle, which turned into halfback Andrew Mays, um, who I think is Seattle's backup, but he has seven hundred fifty four yards in a season and a half and seven touchdowns. Uh, the Raiders also sent a future one, um, which was traded as. Yeah, these trades were bad. I couldn't even understand how it came up. Um, but I think that was part of the trade. Well, that probably went to Nick because then you had that. You had the Raiders won this year, didn't you, Nick? Yeah. So how did I? I don't even know how I got it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, how did yes, I definitely that, didn't get it from Guac. So, or yeah, I got it from. Dude, oh yeah, these trades are so ridiculous. Bonehead. He sent me that for the um for Clint, or the, the Zach Martin. So that was oh. <laughs> Oh that ended up being the Zach Martin, and I got oh. yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So that might not have been a Raiders future one too. I don't know. It's hard to. But this follow, is but. yeah. But basically, uh, Guac sent VBD Tyler Lockett, Yannick Ngakwe, Ngakwe, and Bobby Wagner. No. Well, no, Yannick went to Seattle. Yeah. And so then, VBD so got yeah. Lockett and Wagner. Yeah, which VBD ended up trading Lockett or, or getting rid of Lockett, but still has Bobby Wagner. Yep. Which, I, I mean, Wagner's a beast, and VVD is always built that way, um, grabbing the vets and trading his picks. Brian, mm-hmm. what's your take on this one? That's what yeah, I don't this, even know what to make of this one. <laughs> yeah, this is a typical VVD deal to where, like you said, he, he's all about, you know, those those aging superstar and X-Factor vets. And he doesn't care about the age. Um but yeah, I'm just I don't know. I I'm just I'm just very I'm just very blah about this deal. Well, I get to interesting receiver van. You've mentioned it where you route running. Um he has yeah. really high route runnings. And decent, ninety three speed. It's a hard trade to make out, actually. It's 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 hard to figure out this one. It's <clears> kind of just blah. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, I think we'll call it a tie. But let's go ahead and move on. I want to talk. I want to talk more. What did you say? I said I wanted to talk about uh, Jiffy's trade with uh, with Firemuth, but we'll we'll leave that for another time. Oh God, yeah, we'll we'll touch back on that one after one more season. That was a an interesting yeah. one. Um, I think we talked about that on the draft show. That was. I, that's where I said, just because you're not making the draft doesn't mean you have to trade away your picks for nothing. Like, you know, keep your first and let the computer draft you a player, you know, just instead of trading oh. it for two crappy 25 year olds. Oh, <clears throat> let's go. What do we want? Let's go. Okay. Gameplay. Um, this is a big one, man. I don't know if you meant XEFL gameplay or rules, or if you meant Madden gameplay in general, but we can go with both, whatever you're kind of feeling on this one. Um, but Madden, Madden 20, Two, we're in what halfway through season three here. How are we feeling um, about the gameplay so far? Let's start with you, Van. Um, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use a new one because uh, I know you guys have probably covered the. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm getting really really pissed off with all the PI and all the receivers getting bumped off the roads. Um, the guy will be Dude, wide yeah. open and like he'll just get bumped and he slides like 15 yards to the left or to the right. And he's running an entirely different route by the time you let it go. Um, and that's happening all the time. Guys are getting held up in the middle of the route, so it's not, it's not getting called. It's going to piss me off. That I don't like that part at all. Well, at first I thought that was just a, a user thing. Like if a guy was usering a corner, right. it would knock the guy off the route. But now the, the AI does it too. That's like, I don't I don't even know. Yeah, so I don't, <clears throat> I don't know if the – if we need to to bump the pass interference slider, but then all of a sudden you'll get stupid ticky tack stuff. I don't, you know, I, it's you're in a lose lose spot with this one. Yeah, it's more of an illegal contact. Like, cause a, it happened to yeah. Jam when he threw that pick to that to the corner, cause the corner would have been open, but 
he just got held up by I don't know it's a linebacker. They were just like railroading each other. Yeah. And it was just it's a yeah. dumb, dumb animation. It's so bad. It's so bad. In the, that, in, a, in the year where they were supposed to get rid of animation. Yeah. Uh, that one and the roughing the passer really for me right now are the two. That I mean, roughing passer been around. For, for that, is it is it is is it the one that they're not calling when they dive at the feet? Because that pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, dude, they, that's the problem. It's it's, it's the they slide extreme. ten yards. They slide ten. They yeah. dive ten yards away and they land, you know, seven yards away and they slip and slide the rest of the way and hit the feet. Stupid. Dude, it's the two. It's the two extremes that Madden has always had with this issue. Where if you because they used to have that one where you get hit, you get called for hitting them low. Yeah. Um. But now it's like you either have to call it when if they get hit low or get rid of the Superman dive. Like you, you, you can't have it both ways, you know, because then people are you, you insta shot and just hit X and your guy dives 15 yards. Um, diving, yeah, the diving's bad. <clears throat> and they dive through players and, Dude, and the diving is in the, so run, the running game <laughs> too. And it just, yeah, the shoestring tackles. They go on yep. one of those slip and slides, yeah. those banana things. They just across the it's, ground. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Like, yeah, and I don't know if it's just a pursuit. Like, it, it, one thing I will say, it at least somewhat makes up for horrible pursuit angles the AI takes. So, like, I'm okay with, you know, because <clears throat> my guy probably should have been in that spot anyways. But, like, it is, you think you have a touchdown, and all of a sudden the defensive tackle is who, who can definitely, you know, you're seeing Vince Wolfork, like, dive 15 <laughs> yards and grab your 97-speed running back. Um, I don't know. Probably, what about you? What are your, any other gameplay issues? Um, been out talk about it. It's just it's just the consistency, just game in and game yeah. game out. And um, you know, I I'm I when I'm losing, it's because the running game's not working. And and by working, it's just the fullback is not targeting yeah. a player. They're targeting a player that's engaged. The guard's pulling, and he's trying to hit the defensive end when the gap. I'm I'm running into a gap, and I have a, a linebacker that's just free that my guard should pull and hit him. But he's trying to hit the guy who's engaged, who's not even in yeah. the play, and just irritates the hell out of me. And then I start forcing, and then and then you guys make me pass. If you, you guys make me pass, it's super ugly for me. <laughs> well, that is uh, on that lead crawler podcast. The one guy kept saying, "I really am happy about how the blocking is in the run game. Like it's like if you sit back and look at it, it's so advanced and." I'm like advanced, it just confuses me because sometimes my guy gets the right guy, sometimes he's nowhere near it. Sometimes I, you know, it's just it's it's your guessing every single time. Is your block going to get held? Is your block going to happen? Is your pulling guard actually going to pull? You don't you don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and, and 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 the way the, the some the, sometimes the, the, the an engaged defender can just disengage automatically, mm-hmm. and, and you you kind of have to make your you know you have a nice running lane, and you should be able to hit it. But then you've got to kind of take like an extreme angle because yep. maybe that defender is going to suction you know himself out of the block, and it, it's one of those things where, it, like you said, it's a guessing game. It's very inconsistent. Jamo, what about you? What's what's your takeaways from this so far? Gameplay so far. Um. Well, I got. I mean, the bumping thing. I honestly, I feel like it's gotten a lot worse this season compared. I don't. Yeah. I don't think I really saw it last season, but this this season. I mean, I'm just seeing guys getting it all the time, and I'm probably throwing about eight, nine, maybe ten picks off that. And I think, like, last cycle, you would see it once in a while on streaks, because, I mean, streaks is all I really like to throw anyway. Um, but it'd be like on cover six, the cornerback would stand there, the receiver would run into him, bounce off, but then the cornerback would dumb out so you could throw it, and it was good. Yeah. But in this one, it's basically, if you see a guy get held up, don't even like he's out of don't the play throw because it. Yeah. you don't know don't you don't know what he's gonna do when he gets off or yeah. if he gets off it. Um so I'm I'm really learning that hard this this season, um quite a few times. Regan Regan um, posted that in chat in our staff chat. He was like, My receiver gets held up and da-da-da. I'm like and I go, Yeah, you probably shouldn't throw to the receiver who's being bodied <laughs> by the by the corner. He's like, Yeah, probably yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. Um that that's a tough thing. One thing I do like, though, um, it, it actually sort of goes against what Pride was saying about the inconsistency. I, I sort of like how game to game, some things just aren't going to work. I mean, it sucks to feel like you're going in and you're like, I want to do this to win. But I sort of like when it's like, all right, well, that, that just isn't working and you have to do something else. Even though there's no rhyme or reason, no one knows yeah, any idea why that happens. But it, it sort of makes the games feel unique. In, in a way where, 
I wish it was more controlled. Like if, if I was playing pride and I picked stop run inside or something, or like focus on the mm-hmm. run game or something, I wish that was the reason causing it, you know? <clears throat> right. Yeah. But I do it, I don't, yeah. There's no correlation to that. <laughs> yeah. And, and my issue with the consistency is, is it's a guy like Norwell who's, you know, high awareness, high play recognition, you know, against, against Van, he's hitting, you know, he, he's hitting the right guy. He's hitting the, the, the obvious guy. But then the next game against, I think it was against uh, Doc Boone, Norwell's just trying to block, you know, you know the head coach over there. Of course he played awesome versus me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think some of it has to do with the defensive play calls too, where they, because of where the defenders are, they don't see him and stuff. So you could run one play against one user when they're in cover three and they'll do something. But then in man, like he blocks better because the, the linebacker was manned up on the halfback, so he's charging in. Or I don't know. It, it is definitely inconsistent on on the blocking and stuff. That's always been a pain point. Um, I've always wanted offensive line to matter a lot more, and it's been disappointing. Me, me too. Big old line <laughs> matter guy. Um, I will say, uh, Travis Etienne is like fifth in the league in rushing still. So yeah. despite I, despite your complaints. <laughs> Falling on but deaf no. ears here. <laughs> no, but Meanwhile, I, Barkley <laughs> led the league in rushing last year, and he has like 400 yards in 10 games. So consistency. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's, it's just interesting. It is an interesting cycle, and uh, it just goes back to I wish there was more communication on what caused what, what made what matter, and because I do, I do like the idea of <clears throat> the halftime adjustments and like the different, you know, different things like that. But I just wish we knew if it actually was helping or doing anything, you know, or if there were like multiple things you could do. Like if one receiver is tearing you up, like, all right, let's focus on covering that guy and, you know, a little more customization maybe. Um, We'll never get that, but um, it would just be something I would like. Um, Anything else, anything we like of this Madden's gameplay compared to last Madden or the Madden before? I love the defense. I mean, even though I know part of it is the the, the blocking that they're doing, but I just I, I love how the defense jumps routes, even if it is unpredictable. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes you see a guy that should make a pick and they just dumb out. Um, sometimes they make some crazy plays. I'd rather I'd rather see it where you know we see defensive stuff over two Maddens ago, where you could just throw a post every play and know that five out of six times the defender won't even try to stop. You know. You guys, anything you guys like about it? Pride, go ahead. I'm, I'm coming off a bad loss, so I'm uh, <laughs> not. Prob- yeah, it's probably I'm a little salty right now. So <laughs> me just, too, buddy. Me, I just lost the bye week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me the bye week, and then I'll, yeah. I'll talk about it. I like the cornerback play too. Man, what about you? I like the cornerback play. I like the yeah. safety play. The safety play is really nice. Um, you know, like they'll they'll jump a route as well, so they kind of have the same characteristics. Um, the insta shed, um, if you're if you're good at it, it's awesome, I guess. But boy, oh boy, if you're not, it's a pain in the ass. Um, but yeah, I have to agree with JMO on that one. That's the biggest thing that I like as well. Yeah. I, oh, I, another thing goes, too. Oh, I, I was just gonna say, I think the defensive adjustments in this one, I think, really help a lot. Like, especially if you know what people are gonna do. Um, playing, can, playing like, underneath that one, and stuff like that. Yeah, under underneath or knowing when to use the, the hot route. Like we have that hot route. Um, I feel like my defense has just been unreal this this whole cycle. Um, I feel like with the adjustments that you make, and uh, usually it only works when you know what someone's going to run. But man, I mean, like you make that that call, and then it just shuts it down. And I, it's it sort of it feels really good when that when it does work. You guys are you guys playing the, it, um, uh, the, the zone adjustments as well? Do you guys play a lot of those or the what? I don't do zone adjustments. Zone adjustments where you know I see you, I, I, I've never touched those. Yeah. I've never touched those because I'm scared it's gonna ruin my play or like break my defense and leave someone wide open or something. Or like well, it does. Whole... yeah, it does it it'll break the defense in, in weird ways. I did like the last like they don't either. do follow mechanics and they don't do like they don't do things that they would normally do. They just basically drop to a spot and stand there. But I feel like, so I, I feel I don't like, like it, it kills me not using them against certain users sometimes. But I'm just so scared to to use them, so I don't. But I like, know 
They're when big you on, do shade underneath. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. You guys are really big on the um, the flat ones being at five. If I'm, somebody's just doing the, yeah. the, old, the old drag and the old dump offs uh, underneath the whole game, I've heard that a few times. Which that's where I'll I'll just shade underneath and it changes your your changes them to hard flats. Um, another one I like, yeah, that's that. But I, I yeah, I just do that. But then it leaves that whole like corner or deep out like wide open because your guys sprint up. You know, it's just that that uh the hard flats has just been bad since last last Madden really. Um, where you can almost just throw it to the running back right away a lot of the time and. Or you know someone out in the flat and get a bunch of yards. Um, let me let me run this idea past you guys and see what your thought on this is. So when you're on losing streaks and <clears throat> your guys your player morale drops, different. Yeah, no. So so I just want to see what what everyone thinks because I've had a few people talk about it. Um, I know two matches ago, every four weeks we would go in um, and and reset morale, and it would just reset it for the teams with negative morale. So positive morale stays for teams. Um, so if you're on a win streak or whatever it is, my thought would be something, you know, if, if people like that to try to keep the parity or like to keep, if, if I don't know if people like the morale dropping, who knows? Um, but my thought was almost after your team's bye week, you would reset the morale. So you get one time reset, depending on when your bye week was to say like your team kind of regrouped after whatever it was. And it's random because your bye week's different every year, you know. Um, what's your thought on the morale? Does it matter? Does it, you know, I don't I don't know. Because it's kind of the confidence thing now. Or just leave it as is. Let everyone struggle and struggle and whatever. Um, and I know I didn't, this wasn't a topic, so I didn't yeah. prep you guys for this one. <laughs> I'm I'm not really sold on if the morale thing is. I mean, it, it, Ace and I, when Ace was in the league, Ace and I talked about this much, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I I'm really it's kind of like one of those. It's kind of like the momentum meters. Like, does it really have, you know, does it does it really make a big difference? Um, yeah, Ace was a big morale guy. Yeah, and is it is it a mental thing though? Um, I I think that's a good idea of resetting it after the bye week because, like you said, the team. You know, the players get away from you know get away from the game and you know reset their you know reset their mentality and and and, and the coaching staff just kind of refocuses and I like that idea of re, of, re, of resetting it. Not as drastic as every four weeks, and it, you know something. Mm. I went and it could screw somebody if they're by weeks in week five and you're sitting there at three and one and your team's fine. You don't get the advantage, and then all of a sudden you got a late game, you know, a late season losing streak. But <clears throat> I don't know because it could have been. Maybe it is why we see when, like VBD, when he had his bad season last year. Maybe it was his team was just so, you know, because the, the, I just had a bad scenario against Bracket where my entire roster was like minus six overall against Boone last night, and uh, I don't Ooh. know. Rice was missing stuff. What do you say? What was that? What scenario was that, Nick? It was uh, where they like comment on the team you're playing is on a losing streak. Oh, don't let them beat you or something. Okay. And right. I, uh, whatever my response was, yeah. And uh, then he beat me because lovely momentum meter. Um, and uh, my, yeah, it was like your entire team is now minus this morale. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh. Cool. So Rice went from like a seventy nine overall to a seventy three, and I was like, huh. And all his accuracies are way down, which would you know. But it just, uh, you know, I don't know how much it matters. I've never been a huge believer in it. Um. Like once again, though, it's a new game, and there's so many different factors that have changed from the last one that you don't really know what to point to as some of the the causes of things. Is it the momentum? Is it the weather? Is it the you know? I don't know. It's it's interesting. I I was gonna put it to a league vote and see what people thought. Obviously, we wouldn't do it mid season. We'd wait till the start of next season. Jamo, what about you? What's your thought on that? I don't even think I talked to you about that. Uh, no, yeah. Um, I think it would be an interesting thought. I'm not really big on thinking that it matters. But mm-hmm. if any other Maddens are, are like to use that as an example, um, like the, the like the dice rolls on breaking tackles and throwing accuracy, like they're they're set on thresholds. So if you do drop out below one, I mean mm-hmm. that could be like if you know Bryce has a eighty five accuracy, then all of a sudden it's an eighty two. Maybe that's a different threshold. Maybe that changes you know the percentages and stuff. So I don't think it's a very big deal. Um, but like a lot of things, like we have no idea of what does what. So maybe it's huge. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That seems to be the theme of this Madden. We really don't know 
um, what what's going on? Um, <clears throat> all right, we're almost at an hour here. Um, let's we we kind of skipped the one topic I did want to touch on that we 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 talked about the standings breakdown, but we didn't really talk too much about the playoff the, this season's playoff picture. Um, and then I wanted to highlight which team you see that is either on a winning streak here, winning a lot that you think will fall off towards the end of the season, or which team who could be you know on a having losing record, starting out slow, turns around, makes the playoffs. Um, fan, let's start with you. Um, what, who, who, what, what, what teams are going to be moving around here before the end of the season? Sorry, my dog's got a, uh, a squeaky toy, so you might hear some of it. Um, I, 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 this is going to be low hanging fruit, and I don't want to do it, but I don't know how long Grizz is going to hold on. Not because he's not playing well. I watched one of his games the other day, and he's dude's on fire. I think he's got a little bit of a van complex there where he doesn't think he can do well. That's going to hurt him. I think that once he runs into some of the big boys, I think he might crumble. So I see that turning around. And then um, I see the Steelers in the AFC, uh, you know, turning it around in the second half. Yeah. Challenging, uh, challenging hammer. Sorry, hammer for that division lead. It won't be me. What What about you, Pride? Um, I am loving what Hammer's doing. This 2022 dude. Hammer, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm all about it, dude. I, I like we have 20, you know, you know, a little a little grumpier 2022 van. We have a yeah. this killer, this killer 2022 Hammer. I mean, that dude just spouting off. You know, he posted a picture of, you know, Regan is his bitch. I don't know. I think he posted that. I think he did, but I love it. I, I, I'm all about it. I am Team Hammer. I want to see it. Keep going, dude. Dude, that, like, because we, you know, Hammer was, like, 0-14 to start the cycle out and couldn't figure anything out. And, like, me and Tash talked about it, I think, in DM. We were kind of like, dude, Hammer is actually, like, a decent player usually like what's going on we just were like whoa we're looking at the standard or something and now i mean seven and three he beat the steelers he beat you know beat the browns he smokes regan every time like he's got a nice stranglehold it seems on the afc north right now can we just talk about his game against nws he had fourth and one in overtime a field goal would have won it and he went for it and got yeah dude (laughs) (laughs) that was insane oh my goodness yep Yo, he's ready to go for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm, and he, he was on like the 15 yard line too. Like it was like uh-huh. an easy field goal. Yep. But man, that's yeah, I, that's ballsy, and he picked up easily too. I was like, that's a bold call. But I think that's that's the thing with Hammer though. Like, and, and all the other Maddens, I mean, he's always been like a deep thrower, and I think it just yeah. took a while for him to get acclimated to how the defenses react. You know, because he's not like we have some guys that play a lot of games, and some guys that just play you know, the games when their games are up. And so Dude, he just, he's he not the guy that's out there grinding. So he just had to get his experience in the games and he's got it figured out. He got the tips from Van, he said. So mm, what, can Van I, built a, a monster in his own division. Can are I those ask, ones Brackett sent him? Yeah, I was going <laughs> to yeah, ask. I just boarded him, I boarded him from Brackett. <laughs> Van, how happy are you about Brackett's uh, four and six record? Yeah, especially after I gave after after he gave me his first. Yeah, that's great. I love it. That's perfect. The guy, the guy, oh my god, he can rub me the wrong way. <laughs> that was my favorite, my favorite story of the entire. Other than Regan calling Hammer dog water whenever he calls him, and Hammer just murders him now. Um, Van Van saying the bracket sent the the tip, the unasked for tips is is just hilarious to me and awesome. <laughs> yeah. Just because just because it's Van too, like <laughs> you know, Van, Van probably read that and was like, "Oh fuck you, uh, condescending motherfucker." Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I don't know. Looking at the standings, dude. Well, Rob. Rob may had his playoff run last year, got his playoff win. Now he's sitting at four and seven. I was wondering if we were going to see consistent because that AFC East man, not a single person is over five hundred in that division. That that division is for the t- Rob's actually tied in first right now, kind of complete um, ass. And now we yeah, have Eeyore, like ER version of Rob back. Yeah, yep, yeah, oh. yeah. I like positive Rob. Yeah. Positive Rob is a good thing. Now Rob's like, I'm trading my whole team away. Who wants him? Stephon Diggs, I'll get him cheap, like. I don't know, but he's he's in a spot where he can win the division still. You know, NWS oh, is no. too. He needs to win Heck, that division. Rugger, Rugger is too, man. I got, I got, I got Braps. They all first. are. I got Braps first. 
that see that's the problem. You took brackets first when he was in that that the NFC West was horrible, and he just got to walk through it. Which now he isn't winning. It's wild, but and now you have Bramp, who's also in an easy division. It seems you just set yourself up with these picks that are just knocking out for you. I'm looking for a GM. If anybody, stop, tra- far- stop, stop <sighs> trading, man. Just stop it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Do we do we see Brian turn it around? He's sitting at two and seven right now. No, I can't. I don't know. He <laughs> said something about Chad having about about him saying, "Hey, if you knew what I was going through," and I'm like, "All right, I'm not going to say anything about Brian." He's, he's you know, whatever he's yeah. going. Yeah. So he, when he went off in chat, I was like, "You know what? Have your season off. It's okay, dude." Yeah. I don't know if you guys. And I think yeah. In... What'd you say? You should listen to Brian's feed today. No, go ahead. Uh, Brian's feed today is classic. I, I did. <laughs> that was uh, um, that was an interesting one. <laughs> we might need to go back to muting his, his mic for some of these. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what else? What? What? I had one other team I want to talk about. Um, I don't know. It's you know, last season we saw Drew Pride and. VBD all struggle and now um, all are about 500 and probably making the playoffs this season. It's just, you know, everything seemed to kind of turn around. What about Hey Bob? Is Hey Bob going to hold on here? That's a great he's eight and two. He's got a big matchup this week against Tosh, which I don't think he's beat Tosh this cycle. He always showed, he always showed that he could, he could do something. But he I did know he beat Jack. He beat, he beat Jack two weeks ago. Yeah, and I think life just life with last cycle life just got in the way, and it looked like he was like, you know, on the on the right on the right path, and then and then he had a he had a he had to back out, but I don't think I'm surprised by that. Yeah, he's got that young quarterback. Um, he and the, obviously the Dalvin Cook suspension didn't hurt him because he's sitting at eight and two, um, and didn't have Cook for the first six games. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting because you know that, that division is tough. Even Nairi, who's three and six, is is a tough game over there. But yeah, I, I think Tosh wins that division. I think just like I think Grizz could hang on to a playoff spot. I think, I think uh, Bob could snag a playoff spot too. But I don't know. Our division has the easiest schedule ever, so we might be able to sneak a couple in there too in the NFC East. So that'll be it'll be interesting. The last NFC wild card spot is going to be crazy. That's why. I, I just want to win the division and not have to fight for that. Um, just, I don't know. Any Anything else you guys want to touch on before we get out of here? AFC playoff is just uh, – I did want to touch on – Nope. Go ahead, J-Mo. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say I wanted to touch on um, the lowest scoring the league is the Baltimore Ravens, and that's just hilarious. What are you a three a three time Super Bowl champion take it over Dude, like a stacked this, team and this, he can't move the ball to save his life. <laughs> this, this is not talked about enough. Like we whoa, Nick Z just posted in main chat. Um this is definitely not talked about enough that Regan was like sitting at like seven and two and we had that like, oh, who's gonna make the run to the playoff on the podcast and brackets as I think Regan's gonna turn it up. And he goes from seven and two and loses like fourteen in a row. And I think he's lost like what fifteen of his last like twenty five. Like I mean, it's I I'm just shocked, dude, because that roster was really good. Like it was like a top three Madden roster. He traded away Mark Andrews though. Yeah, Mark Andrews <laughs> probably has more receiving yards. Baltimore has passing yards. <laughs> it's that's very true. It it is not talking about enough. Regan struggles this cycle, man. A three time XFL Super Bowl champ. What do you think he's? And he might have the worst. What do you think he's struggling at the most? What do you, say? What do you think he's uh, struggling at the most? I mean, I played. I played him. I mean, he's he's uh, trying to run his same offense. He's trying to run the same offense that he's always run. And you just you can't just you you for sure can chuck it deep still, but it has to be timely, and you have to draw the defense up. But like, I don't know. I think. There's just you know he he's never been good at running the football and that's what's going to hurt him too because if you don't if you don't if they don't respect your run game at all, then they can just sit back there and pass commit or whatever and be ready for whatever you're sending at them. So for sure, and I just and, don't get dude. Go ahead, Brian. And he hasn't put in the time. I mean, because yes. that's the conversation I think what yesterday or the day before where 
it was a really lengthy conversation about what the game's doing, and he was posting a lot of stuff, and I'm like, dude, I, yeah. I expect that out of Boone, but yeah, I, that's you, I, every, I thought you would have figured it out a little bit more. It's every day in Snapchat. He he posts something, and I'm like, that's not how the game's working, dude. Like, and <laughs> it's just Jay wasn't there. He sees it. Comes like, oh, yeah, he says nothing. Oh. Nothing works. All these hey, routes like, oh, don't figured, work. Yeah, I yeah. figured this out. And I was like, no, if you just do this, like, but dude, I just, in a game where well, he wants the end all, he wants the one thing that, that works. Like, it's like, there he wants it. <laughs> right. Well, it's like, well, I thought if they're in this coverage, this always works. But, and it is, it is a little bit different in this one where, like, yeah, I mean, sometimes if you have a good defensive back on a wide receiver and they run a corner, the defensive back will be there unless you throw it at the exact right time. Like yeah. I get hit on corners all the time, but I mean, there's also a lot of times that they're wide open. I mean, you just can't, you can't just say because they're in this defense that this um, throw yeah. is it. Like you have to see what, what the guys are doing, not like what their play call is basically. I just dude in a, in a Madden where the play action rollout is so dominant, like you have Lamar Jackson. Like I just don't, you know, and I don't want to sit here. Well, I, I don't mind ragging on Reeves because I know he can handle it. Um, but like your your dude's got ninety six feet, man, or whatever he has. Like you can and it's throwing the runs probably ninety five plus. Like whatever, you know. I just feel like yeah, I don't know. That there's no excuse to be not winning games at that roster. So it's karma. I just had to it's rag on karma. him a bit. I yeah, had, to, I had to bring it up. <laughs> yep. All right, I think we're good to to close this up, guys. Thanks for hopping on here with me. Um, thanks, Nick. Let's hopefully we uh, yeah. Thanks for joining, guys. And um, we will. I'll get this out tomorrow, and uh, hopefully we finish season fifty-two on a positive note. Always a pleasure, guys. Cheers, guys. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for tuning in, fellas. See you.